tasty. Too tasty. Listen, y'all going to get this podcast. Like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Hey, hey, tasters. Welcome to my table for another episode of Tasty Top Picks. Thank you, thank you all for joining me today. And yes, that was the happy yell. Yes, what you hear in the beginning of this episode is the happy yell that I am going to drop anytime something monumental and phenomenal happens because of tasty topics and in the life of Stella Belafonte. I dropped that yell because last week's episode, 81, that I sent you all on a field trip to on YouTube, that YouTube video has gotten over 4,000 views. 4,000, look, a round of applause for Stella Belafonte. I am, I don't want to keep using the word proud, but I feel good about that because it was so unexpected if you all don't know you should know go to my youtube you can type stella belafonte you can type tasty top picks and the episode will pop up it's called he's fine as fuck but please don't fuck him and um again over four thousand views and several comments some good some bad some really ugly i deleted the ugliest ones and some were really funny like i said there was one comment that was so funny i should have left it up there there was a person who watched the video and he advised that i need to just get back in the kitchen <laughs> and it you know it just blows my mind the way the youtube universe works you never know what's going to bring people to view you or in my case what's going to bring anyone to the table i definitely didn't think that my content in under 10 minutes was enough to bring 4000 listeners or viewers or tasters if you will so anyway yeah shout out to me pat on the back to me so i'm here i'm drinking my bustello and these are my confessions look let me get my usher groove on since i am going to see usher in november and i will be dropping a tasty episode about that there's no way i'm going to fly to vegas and see usher raymond and his fine ass and not talk about it well anyway here's my confession i wasn't even gonna drop an episode today like i've gotten to a point where i feel like with my numbers on the actual podcast my audio they're okay but you know the episodes that i wish people would actually listen to i feel like they don't get much listenership and the episodes again that i didn't expect much those are the episodes that really affect everybody so again tasters let me know what do you like what are you into because at this time it's been almost two years since i started this podcast and i still haven't wrapped my mind around exactly what draws everybody in it seems to be so random it's very random. Well, I know one thing. When I talk about sex, it does get a lot of listeners. I, I do. And, and, but that's to be expected. But then I'll talk about something as crazy as 
like the Jeffrey Dahmer episode. That was one of my highest rated episodes. So I am definitely going to start dropping some tasty crime stories. Are you ready for that? Are my tasters ready to hear some tasty crime stories? And what I'm going to get into with that is I want to talk about tasty crime stories that don't get touched on very often. Like I feel like the Jeffrey Dahmer crime has been exhausted. What happened in Waco, Texas with David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. People talk about stuff like that all the time. I mean, to me, I feel like I'm going to call it the, the Jack the Ripper effect. Like once you start talking about one major crime, it just gets talked about ever after incessantly to the point where people who probably didn't even see anything about it already know about it. Like for instance, again, Jack the Ripper, you've been hearing the words or the name Jack the Ripper since you were a kid, I'm sure. And if you haven't, you're either very young or you just ain't very aware. But yeah, but it's like, I want to focus on crimes that were really like major graphic nuts that don't get much, um, airplay. Can I call it airplay? You know, you don't talk, they don't talk about it a lot. You won't go to discovery or oxygen and, and hear about it, you know? So yeah, get ready for some tasty crime stories, especially with the impending spooky season that's coming up. So anyway, what am I doing today? I am drinking Bustelo. Listen, if I haven't mentioned before, Bustelo is my favorite coffee. There's no other coffee on earth that I love more than Bustelo brand. Bustelo is actually a type of espresso. And it comes in a yellow can with red and blue lettering. It's... um. It's a pretty old brand, and it's a favorite of a lot of people. And it's it's definitely of um it, it has a Latin background. I don't know if Bustelo is Colombian or Puerto Rican, but it's Spanish. Look, it's so Spanish that when you go to Miami, the cafes, look, all my Miami um travelers, y'all know, they tell you straight up. Like I remember going to a, a diner in Miami one year, and I asked, Do you serve Bustelo? The lady looked at me like, Well, what else would we sell, mommy? Like yeah, what do you think? Like, what do you thought? So, yeah, Bustelo is it, and that's what I'm sipping on. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And um, I'm going to get into some tasty TV. I was about to, before I said I'm going to drop an episode, I was about to start binge-watching a series on Hulu called The Other Black Girl. Have you all heard about that one? Tasters. It's a new series. Well, fairly new. It's about a month old. Hulu dropped it. It's a whole season. And I guess it's a thriller, a dark comedy. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm going to get into it. I see black people. I see black women. They look intelligent and beautiful, well-dressed. And um, it's a series. I'm going to support it. And speaking of women in series, I actually just wrapped up watching a series on Prime. If you all have Prime, they got some really good stuff up there. It's called The Horror of Dolores Roach. Yeah, get your pens out and save this to your memos or, you know, get your phones out. The Horror of Dolores Roach is about a Dominican woman. It's it's not, it's fiction. It's a dark comedy. It's about a Dominican woman from uptown Washington Heights, New York City. Hey, New York City girl. And, um, the point of the series is that this Dominican woman does a bid 16 years inside for her, her boyfriend that she was in love with, who was the neighborhood drug dealer. 
And she took 16 years for him on a weed charge. She took the rap for him, came home looking for this man. He's not home. So anyway, Dolores Roach gets into some real shenanigans after her bid and finding out that he was not waiting for her when she comes home. And the shenanigans that she gets into are so severe that um, she actually becomes a neighborhood legend. And it is assumed for whatever reason that this woman is dead, dead or disappeared. And she has gained so much popularity because of the shit that she's gotten into that they've actually in the series started a Broadway play about her. So the whole point of the series is Dolores Roach approaches the young woman who plays her in this uh, Broadway play that they started regarding her life. And she confronts her basically to tell her, sis, you're doing a wonderful job. I watch you, but you're getting it all wrong. I want you to get it right. So Dolores Roach arrives at a Broadway theater and again, approaches the actress who's playing her on stage to set the record straight. And it's a wonderful series. It was eight episodes. So far, there's only one season. I don't know if there's another season coming up. But when it does come, I will be watching. One more, um, some tasty TV I want to drop. I haven't started yet. But it's called Top Boy. I'm sure that I'm the only one who hasn't started Top Boy yet. But if you have all started Top Boy, let me know what you think. I'm excited about that. Um, I said that I want to save that one to start binge watching with the Batman when it gets real cold. And we doing winter cooking. Like I want to make a big pot of chili with some white rice and cornbread. little cheese sprinkled on top. And get into Top Boy. Uh, apparently Top Boy according to ads and posters around New York City, is the UK's answer to The Wire. And that's all I needed to grab me. Oh, besides the fact, um, just black men with British, British accents. Black people with British accents, period, are just intriguing. If you say that it's not, you're lying. I've always been intrigued by um, hearing black people speak with just European accents. I think it's so sexy and so much fun. My first real experience hanging out with black people with European accents. When I say European, I don't just mean from the UK. Um, I went to a soca fet all the way in Ibiza, Spain years ago. And I was hanging out with blacks from the Netherlands. They were Dutch soca lovers, uh, people, you know, black people that were actually from Spain that lived in Spain, black people from Paris, France that lived in Denmark, Germany, Belgium, all of these places that are exotic to me. And just listening to them speak their different languages. And when they do speak English, they speak it with, look, a British accent. And it's just so much fun to hear. So anyway, Top Boy is a series out of the UK. And the cast is black. And they are all black with British accents. And speaking of black with British accents, if you ain't into it, do any of you listen to the black British hip-hop? I do. I've fallen in love with Stormzy. What you all know about Stormzy? What's my toxic trait? That toxic trait song is everything. I got another song that I love from out of the UK. Look, Black Brits rapping called Welcome to Brixton. My favorite Black UK rapper of all time. Oh, I could write a sweet love song to this man. It's Skepta. What you know about Skepta? When I tell you B-D-E... B-T-E. Sex just 
spills out of this gorgeous man's pores. If you don't know about Skepta, S-K-E-P-T-A, you better look him up. Don't look too hard. Because Skepta is mine. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about my mentals. Mentally, I feel like I am in the greatest space that I've been in in a very long time. And I feel so thankful to God and grateful to my friends and my family. I feel like I'm surrounded by so much love. And so much positive energy. And that's why these things are happening. I want to shout out. I, I'd be here all day long giving out shout outs. So I'm not going to name people individually. But just to let you know. My friends, my family, you definitely inspire me. Like, I love you all. Everybody that's inviting me to events, to restaurants, because I love to eat bars, because I like a good cocktail. You know, just setting up excursions or to all of my friends. Like, I have a ladies night group chat. You know, if you'd like to be a part of it, let me know. Hit me, M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Um, we're getting into some fun things. We've had some really great events. I've been doing my ladies' nights. I started it years ago. I would say over three years ago. And it wasn't something that I did steady, but I've been more steady about it. And we have a really good time. So my ladies night group chat, like, again, I'm grateful. It just keeps my mental, it keeps me mentally well to know that I'm loved, appreciated, that my friends and loved ones listen to my podcast. They get excited when I drop an episode. They look forward to more. So again, mentally, I'm in a really, really good headspace. But speaking of headspace, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm starting to think that the vertigo thing is permanent. And I spoke to you all about it over a year ago when I first developed the, sim the symptoms. If anybody doesn't know what vertigo is, it's a sudden feeling of dizziness or like you're going to fall and that the ground beneath you is moving. Well, that's my symptoms. And um, it just came to me out of nowhere. And I was getting therapy for it. I didn't even know they had vertigo therapy. I was getting actual physical therapy for the vertigo and I stopped and I absolutely shouldn't have because it was starting to work and I've noticed in the few weeks that I've neglected to go to the therapy for my vertigo um the dizziness has started again but the thing is I'm starting to get used to the feeling and I don't want to get used to feeling dizzy it's like becoming a part of me and I don't want feeling dizzy to become a part of my everyday. So I got to fix that. I'm going to work on that. Now, as far as my body, yaddy, 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 um, again, I've been working out, taking vitamins. Um, I ain't been eating like a, a pig, a hog, a horse. I'm not cons consuming enough where I should be on 600 pound life. And I feel good. You know, um, even when I don't go to the gym, I've really found myself just walking around the house. I'll put my ankle weights on and just walk around just doing leg lifts. I'll be standing at the kitchen washing dishes and I'll just start doing side leg lifts. I remember seeing a post about that a long time ago. It said, it's all exercise. There was a little video a woman put up and she was cleaning out her refrigerator and she did a squat. She put some, um, took some vegetables out of a case in the refrigerator, removed the carton of eggs and some juice, wiped it down. She did like 20 squats and she said, there goes fitness. And I said, you know what? It is all exercise and I love it. 
So after I drop this episode, I got some things that I need to do inside of my home. And again, I'm going to put on my ankle weights and I am going to work out. And um, on my days off, I'm definitely, I make my way to the gym. What I did the other night that made me feel so good, I had neglected a gym day and it got late. And I said, you know what? I haven't had a PM gym time in so long. And I got my ass out of here close to nine o'clock at night and I went to the gym and it felt so good. But let me tell you about PM gym. As opposed to the early a.m. I feel like the early a.m. is for the people that's really trying to get it in. They want to sweat. They want to look good. And they want to leave. You know, people got to go to work like me. When I go to the gym in the a.m., it's before work. Um, and they just trying to get fine and fit and go. Nighttime, I feel like the gym. And shout out to Blink. I go to Blink Fitness. Look, $15 a month. Can't beat it. PM gym is for the, the posers. I guess that's what they call it. Or is that the right word? But people kind of just want to show off. You got people that actually come with the their camera stands and record themselves. Like all of the women with the best body, yaddy, yaddies. You can tell that they're doing it for content. Probably got TikTok or for the gram. You know, it's a little more crowded. So if I do decide to go to the gym at night, I already know that there's probably not going to be enough room and space for me to move around like I want. So I've already put it in my mind that when I go in the evening, it's only going to be probably for a little treadmill, a little elliptical, and then go. A little 60 minutes and done. But when I go to the gym in the mornings and the early afternoons, it's really not crowded. And I can do pretty much what I want. It's never a wait for machines you know, it ain't too many people in there and everybody's not in there showing off. Not that there's a problem, but it's just something that I noticed. So what brings me to today's table? Let's talk about travel. I do want to shout out my girl, look, Lashante, aka Lachey, aka La La Look. She's got so many handles who just came from a quick getaway and I, Talking to her about her getaway is what inspired me today. Um, we're going to talk about travel and shaking the table on vacation. So my girl, Shawnee, she's someone that I have traveled with. We actually went to Jamaica together. Check out um, the episode that I dropped with her. Ooh, I think that was the episode that caused me to lose a couple of foreign followers. Um, the one about... Um, it's called fucking in a foreign land and especially my Jamaican followers. And you know what? I want to speak on that. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Let me come closer. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me. I'm tired of filtering my episodes and being nervous to say the things that I want to say that are in my heart and at the top of my mind for fear of what people are going to think of me. So Stella is no longer, no longer going to give a fuck. So I said some things regarding Jamaican men that I definitely know that I lost a Jamaican follower because of the things that I said. And I don't give a shit. I guess maybe she may have considered the things that I said racist. How can they be racist? I'm a black woman. No, I'm not a black Jamaican woman. But the things that I feel about Jamaican men are my feeling. I have dated Jamaican men and I 
don't like them and I will continue to say that I don't like them. Nobody gets on Italian women when they talk about how they hate goombas and they don't want to fuck with Italian men uh, or if they do fuck with Italian men this is the stupid shit that Italian men do when Puerto Rican women tell you yo Puerto Rican men are and Puerto Rican men do this and hell with Puerto Rican motherfuckers when a Dominican woman does it Nobody corrects them. Nobody has an issue. Nobody protests. They don't drop out of the, the listenership. They don't unsubscribe. But I feel like when anything that black women say and do, and when we express ourselves and have opinions, people get upset. And, and they, they drop off and they feel a type of way. Look, if you feel any type of way about what I have to say about Jamaican men, or any men for that matter, because I'm not biased. I can talk about men of any race because I have tasted the rainbow. I've dated men of several races, and there are pros and cons with all of them. But it just so happens when it comes to dating Jamaican men, I've found a lot of cons over the years, and I'm going to talk about them. So if you don't like it, let me let you know again. Stella doesn't give a fuck. So anyway... I was talking to my girl, Shawnee, about traveling, and again, it brought me to want to drop this episode. Um, and speaking of the fact that she and I went to Jamaica, let's talk about the title of today's episode. I'm going to call it Shaking the Table on Vacation. It's either between Don't Shake the Table or Shaking the Table on Vacation. And to all of my tasters who can recall, remember when Love and Hip Hop Atlanta first dropped over 10 years ago and our girl K Michelle was a player and she that was her line she had got into it with Rashida from Love and Hip Hop because Rashida was acting tough and she said this bitch done shook the table and remember K Michelle said don't shake the table lest she want to get shook and that's what I'm talking about today let's talk about travel and shaking the table on vacations so what actually brought me here is a video that came out a couple of weeks ago that was posted online that showed a group of friends. They looked like they were on a girl's trip, black women, and they were at Rio, a resort in Jamaica that I have not experienced, but I've heard really good things about the Rio resorts. And they were at Rio in Jamaica. And, um, shout out to my girl, Pink Book Lessons on YouTube. If you don't follow her, you should. She's a lot of fun, very informative. That's Pink Book Lessons on YouTube. And she refers to the women that I'm going to describe in this video as the types of women as flamingos. So let's get into what fl flamingos are. Basically the ratchets. The chicken has the ratchets, the troublemakers, the fire starters, um... And there was a group of flamingos at Rio in Jamaica a few months back at a resort. And they decided for whatever their reasons, whether they were drinking or just angry, to get into it with one of the resort staff. She looked to be a waitress or a bartender at the Rio. Big, tall, thick Jamaican woman, I'm sure that... You know, again, she was one of the staff. So you, if you're a Jamaican staff member, you live in Jamaica. So again, a Jamaican woman, but she was definitely a black woman. And they decided for whatever reason, because the video, you can't, they, they, you don't hear conversation. The video that dropped, they may even have music playing over it or just sound effects. They got into it with this woman. It looks like a little back and forth, like verbally. And next thing you know, this 
woman, this flamingo, decides to throw a drink in the face of this staff member and turn her back to walk away. This big, thick woman ran behind this flamingo and snatched her and an all-out brawl ensued. These women shook the table. But who really got shook were these women. These women. This one lady. This tall, thick woman. With all of her might. It was like Hulk smash. Hulk smash. Was snatching these women in their bathing suits. Like in their little fashion over and icon swim swim gear. One by one. By the weaves. By the neck. By the bikini bra straps. And just snatching them and throwing them. And it made me say, damn, vacation over. Because how do you enjoy yourself after a moment like that? Tasters, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever been on vacation and gotten into a brawl because of the group of women that you were with? And that's what I want to talk about. That's why I'm calling it shaking the table. What do you think about that, Tasters? Even my men, have you ever been on a boy's trip, flew away with the fellas to DR, you know, to look Jamaica, or anywhere for that matter, Miami, California, having a good time, and, and one of your mans had too many beers in him and decided that he was going to get into a drunken brawl? What do you all feel about that? Because I have a really big problem with that. Apparently, there are groups of friends that don't know how to go on trips without falling out and getting into arguments with staff members or with other guests or with themselves amongst the group. Like, you really have people that travel and that's like a regular thing for them. Well, it ain't a regular thing for me and I don't like it. So anyway... When it went down with this group, you know, everybody in the commentary, they just had their opinions, but there's no telling what happened afterwards. Because in my opinion, what I think should have happened, those women should have been removed from the resort. They should have been asked to leave. They should have been banned from that resort. And that woman should have also been compensated. I'm going to be honest. They actually should have been arrested. So if you look up the video, you know how you can just Google keywords, uh, women start fight at resort or Jamaican staff member attacked by American women. And it'll just pop up. I didn't like what I saw. Let me sip on this. I thought it was very immature. It was wild. It makes us look like, you know, I'm going to put it out there. If you've ever heard. People from the Caribbean, especially Jamaicans who have an issue with Americans, refer to us as dumb Americans. And they really showed their dumb American asses. Again, shout out to Pink Book Lessons who refers to women that act like that as flamingos. So, yeah, I'm not into flamingo behavior. When I go on a vacation... I don't go to argue. I don't go to fight. I don't want to fall out. I'm not trying to start shit with staff members or, like I said, other guests. Or even if I see... You haven't been on a trip and you saw a group of friends that was falling out? I've witnessed stuff like that. And I back up and I walk away. I remember one year, my friend and I, my homegirl, and I were in the Cayman Islands and we were having dinner. And somewhere in the atmosphere of the Caymans, you could hear some real 
yelling. It was like a shouting match. Sounded like a couple's falling out. But either way, they were yelling and screaming at the top of their lungs. And it's like, damn, who goes to these beautiful places? You're on these gorgeous islands with all of this atmosphere. The air is nice. The sun is shining. Or if it's nighttime, the stars are bright. The sky is clear. You got some liquor in you. The food is good. Wonderful, beautiful people. Brown bodies. Music playing. Why would you want to destroy all of that energy? By bringing in the energy of fighting. Arguing. A brawl. So back to the flamingos that popped off at the Rio. I, I, I think that was really fucked up. And I could never. I would be so embarrassed. So let's talk about... um. My experiences, um, I remember seeing a post, or you've probably seen these posts asking why is it that when women go to Miami together that they end up not being friends when they come back? Something that I never thought that I would experience, and I actually did. Years ago, I may have mentioned it, I started dating a guy, oh, he was so groovy, that we'll call Carnival Bay. He was my soca junkie. And we turned up together. And um, we actually flew out and met each other at Miami Carnival. And we had known each other. We had hung out before that. But he lived overseas. He was in the military. And his family lived here in New York. So let me tell you about this taste. Oh, this was so sexy. So anyway, we had met before we got into Miami Carnival. I met him on a Facebook dating site that no longer exists. It, it was a group dating site that was so wonderful. And then, you know what? I'll call it out. It was called Vacations. And, you know, I don't know what happened to the group Vacations, but it was a wonderful place to be for single people, single black people who were into soca at the time. If you was a soca junkie, and a carnival chaser vacations facebook was the place to be and i actually met my carnival bay through vacations so anyway we had met up he had flew in from overseas where he was stationed and he stayed here with his family that's when we first met and we got to know each other it was so much fun and you know we felt that we were so into each other that we could plan miami carnival we actually played moss together so I flew out to Miami to meet him. Look, I got to know his parents. I parked my car at his family's house. Like we was really like into each other. So anyway, a girlfriend of mine at the time, she said, you know, you shouldn't just go out there with him alone. Basically, she wanted to go to Miami Carnival. That's cool. And it just so happened that another girlfriend of mine, ours, was flying out there at the same time. So we were all out there together. It was just like a whole thing. Not that we all stayed together, but we all happened to go to Miami and be in Miami at the same time. But I was out there for Carnival Bay. So he got a drop top Mustang and we was in our costumes and just playing moss and having a good time. So anyway, me and my Carnival Bay, last part of the trip, were in Miami together. And we were at a fete. Core SS Blue. Shout out SSS Blue Fet. One of the wildest fets that you could ever attend. It's a paint throwing fet. Soon as you walk in, they throwing blue paint on you, painting you down. It's paint, it's water, it's booze, and it's a BYOB. 
You bring your own bottles. So much fun. So while me and my carnival bay was whining and grinding and rubber dubbing and, and, and loving and getting wet and throwing paint, my phone is going off. I got it encased in the plastic, you know, so it doesn't get messed up by the paint and water. My phone is just going off and I'm ignoring the call. I'm like, what's going on? Then I'm seeing Five, six missed calls in a row. These from my two girlfriends that's out in Miami as well. I'm like, nah, this is serious business. Let me answer this. I answer the call and I wish I hadn't. Soon as I answer the call, all you hear is, fuck you, bitch. Get out of my fucking face. I didn't come out here for this. I can't believe you talking to me like this. My two friends had a falling out. To this day, over what I do not know and I do not care. They pissed me off. I'm drunk, I'm with this big fine motherfucker, and these hoes couldn't find their way to any dick and any fun. They found their way into a fight. And again, I, you know what, I, maybe I do remember what the fight was over, but they were fighting over some of the most trivial shit about the places they were going to go, the things they were going to get into. This one didn't want to do that excursion. This one thought this was corny. Stupid shit. That nobody should be arguing about on a getaway. And it really, really made me mad. mad. So anyway, look, I'm drinking my Bustello. And, you know, I kind of just got up. So bear with me. Yes, uh, I, I know I might be slurring my words. Look, I'm going to tell on myself. I had a little drink or two last night. Now, I think that the, the drinks are just winding down. I had a little goose and cold lemonade and... It's still running through my system. So anyway, all of this yelling and screaming and, and arguing over the most trivial, mundane bullshit. And they ended up not being friends anymore once we returned to New York. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, again, over what? Miami was beautiful that year. For all of you who haven't been to Miami Carnival, it's a blast. Even if you don't participate in the actual carnival itself, all of the fets, all of the funs, look, all of the, 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 the frolicking, the frivolity, FFF, it's such a good time. And it's like to go to an event like Miami Carnival just to get into arguments. It's like, what the fuck is on your mind? What's on your brain? Where are you at in life? How bored are you? Because there was so much. There was just too much to get into. To be falling out and arguing. So during the shoulder season. That's what I found out they call it. This off-peak travel season. You know there's no major holidays going on. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. This is the fall season. Where you'll find a lot of cheap lights. You know, just places that you can get into for a, a lot less than you would pay during peak travel season. You know, what are my tasters planning on? Any of you are planning on travel during the shoulder season? And if you do travel, do you have any girls trips coming up? What about the fellas? Hey, I want to shout out um, my man, Sir Trev. Hey, Sir Trev. Yeah, look, you're, you're a beautiful family man. I see you get into it and do a lot of things with your beautiful family. Thank you for being a listener and supporter. But I'm just curious, Sir Trev. I'm shouting you out because you were saying that I need to talk about my summer of Stella. So since I haven't really gotten into that, this question is for you. What about you and your mans? You got any boys trips coming up with the fellas? 
Is that something that you get into, you know, outside of your family dynamic? And if you do, could you handle it if you were flying out with your mans and, you know, just a fight ensued? Like, how do you handle that? Get at me, Sir Trev. Let's talk about that. Get at me. Look, all of my most dedicated male listeners, uh, right my wrong, Sir Trev, Mr. G. Have you ever been on a boys trip? Because I know now women falling out and having cat fights is one thing. But I think men falling out is absolutely brutal. I feel like when men start fighting on vacations, you can get killed. And um, it has happened. Rest in peace to the young man a few years back. You can look at, look up the story about a young black college student, black man, who got into it, a bar fight in Greece. I think he was in Mykonos, Greece, if I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know if it's Mykonos or Mykonos, but it was Greece. And he was pummeled to death, beaten to death by some native Greek men. For what reason, I don't know, but it happened at a bar. So I'm assuming that it was a brawl that got out of hand. So um, to my tasters, have you experienced that? To my male tasters, is it any more crazy? Like with women, when they fight on vacation, you know, the fallouts lead to the end of friendships. So I want to know from my men, if you've ever gotten into fights on a trip, you know, get away at the resort or the island, did you fall out forever? Did you stop speaking to each other afterwards? Um, yeah, like I said, it seems like with women, that seems to be the order of the day. And I'm going to talk about myself. I mentioned it once or twice without getting into much detail. I actually got into it. I um, it was a beautiful girls trip that I had scheduled and my friends and I were having a good time. And one of the women in my group started a fight with me, an actual physical fight. And she laid her hands on me in a drunken state. And I'm no longer fucking with this person. If I ever do forgive this person for what she did. It, it, it'll be a long time from now. Let's just say it's been about two years since the shit happened. It's been over a year. Not a, Has it been two years? It may have been. It happened in 2021. The summer of 2021. And it's 2023. And I'm not forgiving her. Because um, I'm hard pressed to forgive people who use being drunk as their excuse and their reason for why they popped off like they did. And that's exactly what this bitch did on my girl's trip. She popped off and she embarrassed me. And I really had a hard time enjoying myself. I had two more days out on my girl's trip after she put her hands on me and, and ruined my trip. She actually fucked up my whole trip. And I'll talk about that. I might start a Patreon for like the, the, the depth of my life, like the really deep, crazy, horrible, nitty gritty things in my life that I just don't want to talk about on a public podcast. They ain't really tasty things, but not for um public consumption. So let's talk about people that I will not travel with. Okay. First and foremost, let's talk about the broke. The brokies. I'm seeing a lot of posts about this lately. People traveling and not having any money. If you don't have the money, don't go. If you can't afford the excursions, you shouldn't be there. 
I've experienced that. And not even with a girl's trip. Let's just talk about traveling, period. Um, I spoke about this in one of my earliest episodes. I had a a guy that I was involved with fly me out to Las Vegas because he had a timeshare out there. And when we got there, I realized that he was a broke ass. He, um, we were going to the grocery store because he was tired of spending money on dinners. We were out there for seven fucking days. And after the second day, he was already tired of spending money. And it was a really bad feeling. So I'm in Las Vegas in a timeshare cleaning chicken making casseroles like look shout out to my cousin glenn pj we had a little giggle about it the other night this man had me in las vegas cooking in his timeshare the way you would cook um a sunday dinner or or like thanksgiving was coming every night that we was out there either he was cooking or i was cooking and i didn't enjoy it it's not like he had a timeshare with a pool you know it was a private timeshare and he had a grill and we was buying steaks and making shish kebabs and putting fresh corn on the grill no it was a fucking timeshare way up the strip in a high rise and when he got to vegas and mind you it wasn't his first time in vegas it was Definitely at least his second time, which is how he ended up in a timeshare out there. He purchased a stupid ass timeshare off the strip. He didn't want to spend any money on um, a rental. He didn't want to take cabs to the strip because they were too expensive. So we ended up having to wait for some shuttle bus to take us to and from the strip every day, which was at least a 30 minute ride on the shuttle. And it was awful, awful, awful because the man was broke. How about broke friends? Have you ever traveled and you realized that the friend that you was with was waiting to see how you was going to move? Or whenever you went to a restaurant, they were only eating ice? Or just the free salad that came, you know, with everybody's meals because they couldn't afford otherwise? Now that I have not experienced, but I have heard about that. I feel like if you can't afford the trip, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going? Sometimes you have to say, I can't. There have been girls trips and all type of excursions that have come up where Stella Belafonte's finances were not in order. And you know what Stella had to say? No, I can't go. I'm so sorry. Catch you on the next go round. The other type that I will not travel with, pass out drunks. Unfortunately, what happened on my girl's trip when um the person that I mentioned put hands to me, I didn't know that she was a pass out drunk. I knew that she was a, a drinker. Let's say that. I knew that she liked to drink to the point where it's like, okay, you drink a lot. Like, bitch, you ain't got to be drunk to have a good time. But I didn't know that she was a pass out. I, I, I'm going to put this category. I'm going to split it in two. Pass out fighting drunks. People that drink so much on trips that they either passing out and you got to drag them to places or you have to be responsible for their well-being or they get so drunk that they get violent, that they get loud, that they get crazy and that they start fights or get you into shit where your personal safety or your life could be in danger. Because I feel like when you get drunk to the point that you like the fights, fights can lead to death. I always say that, especially when you are in unfamiliar territory. Once I step outside of New York City, I don't care how many times I've been. The territory is unfamiliar. Like I've been to Jamaica twice and that's still unfamiliar territory to me. And I would never allow myself to be so inebriated 
that I would start fights on anybody like those flamingos did at that real resort and they got their asses kicked for it. Um, another type that I will never travel with and you need to know your people, stoners and addicts. Have you ever traveled with somebody that just got to be smoking or got to find out where the drugs at? I have, I travel with, um, women where as soon as they got off the plane, it was like, yeah, where the smoke at? Where the smoke at? And it's embarrassing. I was on a trip with a friend one time years ago and even the natives, they was like, calm down, like calm down, sister. We'll, 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 we'll hook you up. We got you, but just chill out. Like she was really was like, yeah, where the weed at? Where the weed? And I, I don't smoke weed because I can't. But even when I was able to smoke, before I started a job that disallows you to smoke, I was never a person that smoked so much that I could not enjoy myself unless I was stoned. How about I went on a getaway with a boyfriend years ago? We were invited to spend time with friends in their state. And we stayed with them for one of the winter holidays. And this nigga actually wanted to cut our trip short. Because he wanted to hurry up and get back to New York so he could roll up and watch The Wire. I'm not making this up. He was angry because for the time that we were away, he couldn't get his hands on any smoke. Because my friend and her fiance at the time, who is now her husband, were not smokers. And this really fucked with him. He couldn't even sit still. So no, I don't like, tra put it like this. I don't ever want to be locked in a travel situation with anyone who has a habit that's so bad that if they can't get to it, they're not having a good time. Fuck that. And um, what about the NOLA darlings? Yeah, let's talk about the NOLA darlings. Now, I know a lot of you may think that I'm very judgy when it comes to fucking on trips. It's not that I'm judgy. What I am is careful, especially when you're getting passport stamps. You can do what you want to do, but be careful, especially my women. Be careful of friends that can just fly out the country and jump on a dick. Yeah, I said it. You got to really watch yourself around friends who are just very comfortable flying to foreign lands or any place for that matter, even if it's within the continental U.S. And, you know, they just on the prowl for dick. Like, I, I, I have an issue with that because it's like you don't know these men. Like, you just spreading yourself open for men that you don't know like that. Like, come on, sis, calm down. You're not a cat in heat in these streets. But if you move around like a cat, that's how you will be treated. That's the response you'll get. You know, you got to be careful because you got the friend that's got to have it. I call them the Nola darlings of, of the girls trips. And you'll look up and it's like, well, where this bitch at? She's under a tree somewhere with her ass cheek spread open. Uh, you know, a pussy out getting fucked by some foreigner. About some man that she doesn't know because she's just got to have it. Yeah, I don't enjoy traveling with women who carry on like that. I had an experience overseas where we all were all in a rental property having a good time. Oh, we had the time of our lives. We're in the Caribbean. We done rented out this big, beautiful house. And one of our peoples was um doing things at the pool. 
that um I wouldn't have been doing. You peeked out the window and it was like, oh shit, bitch. Like, damn, you want to take that indoors where people maybe can't see, you know? Um, yeah, that that's not my shit. It's like, I mean, what are we, virgins? Is sex new to us? Or were you in a drought? And I mean, I respect. I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy yourself. Fuck who you want to fuck. Do what you want to do. But just beware of people that just got to have it. You know? And um, what about men? Do you all have men friends that embarrass you when you go away? Let's talk about my men, especially these trips to DR. You know, we've been hearing about it for years, what a lot of men do when they go to DR. That's your business. But do you all, any of you have male, male friends where it's like, we here, nigga. We know what we here for. Calm down. Act like you've been somewhere before. Like, do you got the guys who is like, yeah, where the pussy at? Where the bitches? You know, I, I said, I thought I was going to be getting my dick sucked as soon as I got off the plane. Where the pussy at? Where they at? Where's all the bad bitches that want to fuck? Yeah, you got people that act like that. Have you ever traveled with people like that? How do you handle those types? And then we're going to talk about the mother of fun. <laughs> I want to shout out my homeboy. Years ago, he actually upset a friend of mine. This actually is off the travel subject a little bit, but it's going to tie in. I had a get together at my home that I live in now. I used to be the queen of get togethers. Oh, I used before I started the job that I have now, I used to have some fun times in my place. It was like Stella's place is the place to be. I'm talking about get-togethers where there was good home-cooked food. I would beg my aunt, ooh, could you make me a pan of ziti? And I'll make some other stuff, some fried chicken, some, some some salad on the side, a bunch of liquor, and we would have a time. Games, music, like, you know, good conversation. Well, anyway, I had a drunk night in my house. It was just everybody come over. We're going to eat fried chicken and get drunk. So I was really slim at the time, so i never forget... Um, uh, slim thick. I was feeling good and having so much fun. I took my shirt off. I remember that. I was drunk and I took my shirt off. And I was just doing so much wild shit. You know, cover your ears if you're triggered by this. I think I might have even um had to run to the bathroom a couple of times and, you know, get the lick out my system. You know, the ah. because, you know, it's my house. I'm having fun. So anyway, um, my girlfriend, I talked about her. We call her pick me Sylvia. Every move that I made, she was like straightening up behind me. If I took my shirt off and threw it on the floor, she'd pick it up and fold it. So anyway, my, my male bestie, he's been my friend for years and, um, he was watching her and he said, you know, he was like, damn, Stella's having a good time. Every move she make, you cleaning up behind her, you folding her clothes while everybody else is having a drunk, good time and eating and stomping and, and singing and dancing. She's really just picking up and straightening up and washing dishes and cleaning up the bathroom. Anyway, he called her the mother of fun. <laughs> Tasters, when I tell you that fucked with her, he looked at her. He goes, okay, mother of fun, I see you. So that's the last type I'm going to talk about. I told you it was going to tie in. We're going to call that type the mother of fun. I don't need to be on vacation with anyone who has strict policies that um, every excursion has to be planned perfectly. We're on a schedule. Um, you need to tell me about how we're going to move. You know, if I, I remember getting, you know, 
I was a little drunk and loose and I was out with a girlfriend. Oh, look, on a girl's trip. And Miss Where the Weed At had the nerve to actually bring mother of fun tendencies on our getaway. I think I was somewhere and I think maybe my, um, my, my cover up, you know, my bathing suit cover up might have went up and my ass cheek was hanging out. And she was like, girl, fix yourself, fix yourself up straight. I don't need you telling me to straighten myself up. You know, I got some liquor in me. We're on this beautiful island. And I'm having a good time. And people are out here damn near naked. And you're the only one that's worried about me straightening my shit up. Then if we would go get food, she'd be talking about how, oh, we could eat half now and probably take the rest back to our room and eat it later. You know, that's that's how you save money or that food that tastes good later. I don't need that. <laughs> no, don't tell me nothing. I don't need the mother of fun. So anyway, um, that's about it. That's um the travel stories. And get into it with me, tasters. What travel plans do you all have for this shoulder season? Or if not this shoulder season, what about when it is peak season? Are you a holiday traveler? That's something I can't do. Are you one of these people with a night before Thanksgiving? You're sleeping in the airport because there was delays? I feel like people like to just be a part of shit when they do that. You got to know that if you want to travel for Thanksgiving... And it's the day of the night before. Why are you getting on the plane? Why are you coming home the very next day trying to um get flights and book flights and shit and, and be involved in all of that mess and traffic jams and shit regarding getaways? I'm not into that. I'm not a peak season traveler. You will never catch me in the middle of that mess. So, um, that was that. So... Again, I hope you all got your memo pads together. Um, here's a, another reminder. You should get into the horror of Dolores Roach. I am about to give the other black girl a try. And again, I am going to try Top Boy. And um, do I have a boy have I ever? Or a story? I feel like this whole episode was a story. Yeah, like I said, boy, have I ever. Yeah, I have gotten into a brawl on a girl's trip. I have experienced a falling out. You know, um, all of the shit. So what about you, Tasters? Have you experienced anything on a trip that you feel like you don't want to get into again? Oh, I do got a story. This one is, um, I, I guess it's kind of a mother of fun story. I went to Miami years ago. This was actually my first time in Miami. I was late to the Miami thing. I was probably about just turned 30. I just was none of those people that had ever just been flying to Miami. Now Miami is like, okay, it's whatever. And it was my first time going to Miami. And the young woman that I was with, my friend at the time, um, she just wanted to, she, I don't want to call her the mother of fun. Oh, here's another person that I don't ever want to travel with. She was like a drag. So anyway, we're in Miami and we actually went to King of Diamonds back then. We went so long ago that Black China was still a dancer. Yeah. Like I said, I was just about 30, barely 30. Black China was still dancing at King of Diamonds. KOD in Miami. If you haven't been, it was one of the most um, exclusive black strip clubs. I don't know how it is now, but um, it was a wild scene. It was like the universal circus of strip clubs back then. I had not had that experience. Being in New York City, we don't have strip clubs like that. Really here, strippers dance on stage, they dance on poles, and that's it. In Miami, these bitches could get paid for being um, 
stunt people they were swinging from poles they were setting up their own poles they were hanging from rafters they were sliding down wires the shit was crazy they were bungee jumping shit that i had never seen my friend that i was with was down and feeling low about how beautiful all of these women were and that's when um bbls weren't a thing yet i think back then if you had a beautiful body or you know you were getting enhancements. It was light work. Women were probably still just getting injections or, you know, um, taking male steroids. You know, that was a thing back then for strippers. I was told getting male hormones and steroids so that your body could be a little tighter and firmer, you know? So she was sitting around with the down in the mouth all long in the face about how beautiful the women was. And I'm sitting there trying to tip the bitches and have fun and drink and enjoy these booties and these bodies. And she's, Oh, I need to get myself together. Oh, wow. These women sure are beautiful. I need to go to the gym. Oh, wow. Look at them. They're so gorgeous. Oh, I should have worked out. I need to work. I'm more like, bitch, are you fucking shitting me? Shut up. <laughs> you didn't work out. Your body's not nice. Who gives a fuck? I'm not here for you. I'm here for these bitches and you're pissing me off. And then to make matters worse, our very last day in fucking Miami, for whatever reason, I don't know if this was a fantasy of hers as a kid because of whatever she was missing in her childhood. We ended up at motherfucking SeaWorld. SeaWorld. I'm like, do they have liquor at SeaWorld? Yes, tasters. This woman had me at SeaWorld in Florida at a goddamn dolphin show. Like I was nine years old and that was one of the longest days ever. And this was like our flight was a late PM flight, like maybe about six at night or so going back to New York. And she scheduled this SeaWorld excursion for about 12 in the afternoon. And I was aggravated. So, yeah, we can call her the mother of fun because I feel like that shit that you do with your mama when you're a kid. Not when you're a grown damn adult. <laughs> so anyway, tasters, that's it. That's all. That's my tasty topic for the day. And I feel so good about it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Look, let's see how many listeners I get on this one. And I will hopefully be dropping an episode next week. Again, hit me in my DM. If you follow me on Instagram at Stella Belafonte or Tasty Top Picks or Gmail, M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. That's Ms. Ironbox at gmail.com. And thank you for joining me at my table. Until next time, stay out of trouble. Don't get into any drunken brawls. And don't be a flamingo. Bye.